Guardians broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse joins us for Bases and Balls here on 93.5, 1590 WAKR, brought to you by Nika IBEW. And Rosie, it's got to be a lot of fun in that booth right now watching this young team down the stretch drive and trying to get a pennant. Yeah, it sure is, Ray. And, you know, the, you mentioned the, the big series this weekend against the Twins and then the White Sox on the road. I mean, we may have a really good idea by the by this time next week um, where things stand in terms of of whether the, the Guardians are going to win the division and, and make the postseason. They're in a, a great spot right now, uh, three games up. Um, you know, the other teams obviously have to, to play really well and, and the Guardians can kind of play 500 baseball and be just fine the rest of the way. So we'll see what happens, but uh, they have certainly earned the right to be in a great position, and, and we'll see how it goes here the next week or so. And, Rosie, that's why you hang your hat on your pitching, right? Because it's tough to go in a big tailspin when you're sending out quality pitchers almost every night onto the bump. You want to avoid those five, seven-game losing streaks and when you got the starting pitching and the terrific bullpen that it has been, it's tough. You're, you're going to lose some games, but it's tough to go in a Dale spin if you bank your head on the pitching. I think so. And, and that's why, you know, yesterday was a, a tough one because there are two spots in the rotation where they're filled either by a bullpen day or a youngster coming up from the minor leagues. And, and you may have some tough games like yesterday, but I think they feel really good here the next two with Tristan McKenzie going tonight and then Shane Bieber going tomorrow. I, I think they would take that in a heartbeat. So um, that's where they stand, and, and you're right. It is uh, comforting to know that you have that good pitching, and it's not foolproof. You, you still may still have a tough stretch, but I think there's a lot more confidence knowing that, that you have at least three really established uh, top-tier major league pitchers. With that being said, give us an update, Savali and Plesak. Well, Savali was scheduled to throw last night. I have not seen um, how that went, but the, the thinking was if everything went okay, and, and you don't even look at, at the results line. You just look at, you know, was he able to pitch deep into the game and, and um, come through it okay, and maybe more importantly, how does he feel today when he gets to the ballpark? But if... Uh, if it went well, I think the thought was that that when that turn comes around again next week, sometime during the Chicago series, he might be an option. And I think that's great news. Um, please act a little different because it's a fracture that, that they're trying to make sure is healed before he does too much. But, man, it, I mean, he threw a bullpen the other day, and and I, <laughs> he wanted to be in a game that day. So I think if, if he had his brothers, he'd have been out there already. Um but they're, they're trying to be careful with him. So I, there's no real timetable there yet. But he's throwing, and he's throwing bullpens, and, and it might be really quick if he gets the, the okay from the training staff and medical people. Uh, Jim Rosenhouse with us. Bases and balls, 93.5, 1590 Twins, Guardians, last weekend, the Guardians went into Minnesota, took three in a row from them. And in that series, Rocco Baldelli went after Karinchek a little bit, testing the hair on the back for his substance and a little gamemanship and such. How is it between these two teams right now? Um, you know, that was interesting because I, I think it did get the Guardians fired up. Now, in mm -hmm. baseball, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily lead 
to good things on the field. I, I don't know that there's that much of a correlation, but from the standpoint of focus and and that type of thing, um, not that Cleveland wouldn't have been focused anyway, but it just kind of ratcheted things up a little bit and um, maybe made them feel better when they did win three games over the weekend, that type of thing. So, you know, I think bottom line is they, they didn't think very highly of the decision to go after Karen check. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's any carryover to this weekend or not, but um, it's made for a little fun in the rivalry for sure. I think from a fan <laughs> standpoint, it's a lot of fun. Jim Rosenhouse with us, Guardians broadcaster. Rosie, before I let you go, you got a busy weekend, I know, but I haven't talked to you since those official rule changes came down for 2023 and wanted to get a little observation from you, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, and more importantly, I think the big one here is, you know, the shifting is going to be dramatically changed in, in 2023. Yeah, um, I like the pitch clock. Uh, everyone I've talked to who's been to minor league games uh, this summer and, and even in, in years past, I think it, they started doing it at, at least last year, maybe the year before, uh, really enjoys it. And even uh, the pitchers and players involved, once they got used to it, I don't think it's it's really an issue at all. And and it makes the game um, much more enjoyable, um, not because you're trying to get out of there quicker, but it just, I think, you know, keeps the pace of play a little bit better. So, so that's good. Um, the shifts, I don't know. You know, I, sometimes I, I think, you know, when you see a, a left-handed pole hitter ground out for the 39th time when, when he wouldn't have, if, if there was no shift, you're like, ah, man, they need to do something in that outlaw shift. But then you listen to Terry Francona talk about it, and, and you know he, he said that you're not re- you're, you're not rewarding the hitters who are saying, "All right, they're going to shift on me, and I'm going to make them pay for that," and and see if there's a way around it. So it, it's interesting, you know, to look at both sides of it from that perspective. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm going to reserve judgment until you know maybe halfway through the season, kind of like the, the extra inning rule. I, I didn't like it um, when they first put it in, but now I love it. So I kind of want to see how it plays and, and what impact it has on the game. But I know there'll be some consequences there that maybe they weren't thinking about um, in the way hitters go about it and, and teams defensively go about it. Rosie, one final thought for me on it and, and me loving baseball. I think these two rule changes – are going to put a little bit maybe more on team speed, first to third, running down the bases, and being able to put the bat on the ball, which plays right into what the Guardians have been built on the last couple of years. Yeah, that's a good point, Ray. And, and you know what? The other thing, too, we, we, with the shifts, you're, you're thinking solely, um, you know, I think it's easy to say, well, how's it going to impact the hitters? Because, you know, that'll be a good thing, and, and those who pull the ball a lot will have a better chance. I think what it might do, a good consequence, um, put the athleticism back in the middle infielders. Uh, you know, I, I think to some extent, you know, there's a lot of great plays that don't happen now because shortstops are on the first base side of second and second basemen don't have to go as far. So you don't see the spectacular plays as often by the really athletic middle infielders. This may bring that back a little bit. All right, Rosie, I'll let you go prepare for it. Big set. I don't have to build it up, anyone, but you got five now against the Minnesota Twins this weekend. Yeah, here we go. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And, again, I, I think an opportunity for Cleveland to to really 
eliminate one of the teams that's chasing them. They can take care of the Twins right here in these five games, um, pretty much, and their hopes for the season if they play well. But on the flip side, Minnesota can get right back in it if they take four out of five. So we'll see what happens, but it should be fun.